We are at the end of Perek Zayin and Kohelet. Perek Zayin and Perek Het discuss justice in the world. The first, uh, the first part of the unit discusses justice from the standpoint of uh, the divine. Justice in the hev- from, from the standpoint of the heavenly realm. And over here Kohelet says he cannot really find a solution. Uh, the fact is that you can find Tzadik Viralo and Rasha Betovlo and... Uh, there is no use in using either wisdom or the letter of the law to try to understand uh, why bad things happen to good people or good things happen to bad people. And at the end of his discussion over there, in uh, his example of Al-Tahi Sadiq Harbe, that you should not be so exacting to the letter of the law, he very subtly moves from the heavenly realm to the uh, earthly realm, to, to uh, uh, the relationships between people. And he says over there, don't be so shocked at what other people are talking about uh, behind your back when it comes to you, because you probably talk about other people behind their back, and therefore uh, relax, so to speak. No one is really perfect, and therefore don't try, I mean, the, the end message is don't try to explain why bad things happen to good people by ascribing uh, some sort of bad deed to those people. And the rest of the uh, these perakim, uh, the end of Perek Zayin and the, the entirety of Perek Hayt, uh, will be discussing exactly the point, the question of justice, but not from the standpoint of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but justice among the, the members of society, among people. And he starts the discussion in a bit of a strange way, by discussing uh, the Isha, and we'll talk about perhaps why he does that uh, as we reach the end of the Shirud. Uh, but we'll start here with Perek Zayin, uh, Pasuk Chafheh. Saboti ani verbi, I turned myself and my heart. In other words, he and his wisdom turned. Uh, what he's turning from is unclear. He may be turning from the heavenly realm to the earthly realm. Ladat velatu, to know and to inquire. Ubakesh chokma veheshbon, to seek wisdom and hashbon over here, I guess, is, is best, can be translated simply as uh, an accounting. What Kohelet would like to do is find a logical accounting for why people treat each other the way they do. What he's looking for is a bottom line accounting for foolish wickedness, and holelot over here is not uh, revelry, it's it's more madness, craziness. The, the exact translation of sikhlut holelot might be uh, mad folly or, or, or crazy folly. Pasuk chavav umose ani mar mimavet et haisha asher hi mesodim vaharamim libah asurim yadeha. I find, says Kohelet, the woman more bitter than death. She is all snares. Her heart is a net and her arms are chained. What Kohelet is saying over here is deeply contested both among the Rishonim and among the more modern commentators. Rashi's approach is that, in fact, Kohelet is not talking about a woman at all. He's talking about Chokhmah. And we actually see that uh, Chokhmah is allegorized to a woman in other places in Sifuta Chokhmah, in, uh, in wisdom literature, most prominently perhaps in Eshet Hail, which many interpret as being representative of the Torah or Chokhmah rather than an actual woman. The more modern commentators see this as an instance of uh, misogyny in Tanakh. Of course, that's not 
the approach that uh, that we're going to take. I think Ravioni Grossman's approach here, which is incredibly original, is an interesting one to take, which, and, and I'd like to offer it here. And what Kohelet is saying is that he doesn't find the woman more bitter than death. What he finds is the phenomenon of falling in love or falling in lust. That's what he finds more bitter than death, right? The way he explains the woman in this pasuk is as ensnaring. She is uh, nets, her heart is a net, and her arms are chains. And what Kohelet is actually saying is that when a person falls in love, the and he's of course talking from a male standpoint because he is male. When when he, when a person falls in love, he is totally ensnared by the woman. He is he is uh, he has a one track mind. Nothing else matters. Everything in his life centers around the woman that he's falling in love with. Uh, and to some extent, that's a that's a phenomenon many of us can sympathize with, can empathize with, right? And I think that's what Kohelet is talking about here. Tob lifneha Elohim yimmalet mimena. The one who is good before God, he should escape her. And in this case, the way I'd like to interpret it is, he, he should escape the phenomenon of falling in love. He should escape the myopia, the one-track-mindedness that comes with falling in love. And the one who is a hote, a sinner, should be ensnared by her. Pasuk Look, this I found, Amira Kohelet, said Kohelet. Many uh, more modern commentators would like to amend here. It should be Amar HaKohelet, just like we see at the end of the book. Kohelet said the following. I passed uh, the women one by one in front of me, so to speak, to find a solution in accounting. Of course, accounting here, not in the mathematical sense, but as we said before, Kohelet would like some sort of uh, cosmic solution. My soul searched and did not find. I look at other uh, humans, and of course here he means men, he doesn't mean other humans. I look at men, and with men, maybe I can understand one out of a thousand men. And the women that I passed through one by one, and of course, if we think about Shilomo, uh, we may be talking here about many, many women, as Shilomo is known to have had many wives. And what Kohelet is saying over here is, most of the time, I can't actually explain the relationship between one man and another. One time in a thousand, I can. But to explain the relationship between a man and a woman, I, I could never understand it, says Shilomo. Pasuk chaftet, levad re'eze masati. This alone I have found. Asher asaha Elohim et adam yashar. God made man straight. Vehimma bikshu heshebonot rabim. And the man has sought many hishbonot. And what I think Kohelet is saying here is as follows. In stark contrast to his understanding of uh, God himself and the way God meets out justice in the world, which Kohelet said he doesn't understand. There is a certain uh, inherent crookedness, so to speak, in God's world that is dictated by God, and that Kohelet in the first part of this unit could not explain to us. But when it comes to the realm of relations between human beings, this, he says, Hashem created Yashar, 
אשר עשה האלוהים את האדם ישר, he made man straight in contrast to the crookedness of his own grand plan. But what has man done? He has moved on from being straight to Hema Bikshu Heshebonot Rabim. In man's quest to search for the answer, in man's quest to search for uh, what is the reason for being, he has destroyed this Yashrut, this straightness with which God created him. Underlying that crookedness in man's relationship with, with other men, is this these Heshebonot Rabim, this answer, this, this quest for a solution. And what immediately might, what comes to my mind at least, is the beginning of Kohelet, where Kohelet tries to find the lasting value, the significance of life through the acquisition of wealth, and he fails. But what I think Kohelet might be saying here is, Hema Bikshu Heshebonot Rabim, that in man's quest to find the lasting value uh, of life, what he ends up frequently doing is trying to amass great wealth. And in this amassing of great wealth, uh, that's where Kohelet sees the vast injustice that he's about to discuss between men in society. The underlying psychology of that, how man treats another man that way, that's what Kohelet is talking about here in this section on the woman, where he says, He can't understand how man treats another man the way he does. Adam ehad me'elef masati ve'isha bechorelein masati. And I think the reason why Kohelet starts this section with a discussion of uh, falling in love or falling in lust is that very frequently if you think about the things uh, that cause men to treat others with disdain or to mete out injustice to other people, it's the pursuit of power or the pursuit of lust. And what Kohelet starts with is the pursuit of lust and what he's about to discuss is uh, he will talk about the king, the melucha, which is the pursuit of power. And I think what Kohelet is saying is that though he doesn't understand it, what he's observed is that the times in which humans treat each other with injustice is uh, in the case of the Isha, Haramim, and in the case of the Melech. When, when man ruthlessly pursues to the exclusion of anything else uh, a woman, that is when Kohelet sees uh, this injustice play out in the world, uh, in society. And as we start Perek we'll see that he begins talking about the pursuit of power as well, uh, in the form of the Melech. Perek Pasuk Aref, Mi Kehachacham, who is like the wise man, even though wisdom doesn't solve everything, the wise man is still sort of at the top of Kohelet's hierarchy. And yet even the wise man does not know the meaning of the thing, the, the grand solution to the question uh, that Kohelet is asking. The wisdom of a man will make his face shine. And audacity, or perhaps an overconfidence in uh, the wise man thinking he knows everything, will change his face, or the opposite of lighting it up. Kohelet here, repeating his theme of don't think that wisdom can solve everything. It's good, but it can't solve everything. Pasuk bet, ani, the Ibn says, I am warning you, pi melech shemor, the words of the king you should keep. Kohelet giving advice to someone who is present in the halls of power, as someone who himself was 
quite high up in the halls of power, he's very well placed to give this advice. Keep the king's words. You should keep the king's command as though it concerned a vow to God. And of course, we know how Kohelet feels about how important it is to keep one's vows to God. Pasuk Gimel, Don't uh, rush when you leave his face. Uh, he may suspect you of of, uh, of something if you try to walk away from him too quickly. When the king is angry, don't stand next to him or put your head down. Already hinting at the corruption of power. Anything that the king would like to do or wants to do, he can do. And therefore, Kohelet advising that you act carefully when you're in front of him. The, the king's word is the authority, and who dares to ask him, what are you doing? In other words, says Kohelet, the king's power is absolute. But, says Kohelet, while the king's power is absolute, perhaps here on earth, The person who keeps the mitzvah, the real mitzvah, the mitzvah of the real king, of, of, of God, he is the one who will not know uh, of anything bad, even from the king here on earth, a real hacham pays attention to the aret umishpat, and not the not the the aret umishpat in this world, but the aret umishpat that's given by God. And a real hacham knows that there is a time for justice for everything, even for this uh, corrupt king who wields his absolute power. Pasuk vav ki lechol Everything has its time and sentence. For the evil of man will weigh upon him. When the time for mishpat comes, the evil of man will weigh upon him in front of Melech Malchei HaMelachim. Even this king who wields his absolute power over everything, even he does not know what will be, for what will be, who will tell him? Nobody really knows what will happen in the future. I think there's a play on words over here uh, between ruach, meaning uh, both wind and breath. That a man, uh, there is no man who rules over his breath. In other words, a person can't decide whether uh, he'll breathe or not. His his breathing comes automatically. Who can trap his breath? Or who can trap the wind? And there is no ruling over the day of death. No one can decide when they die. Even this king who has this absolute power here on earth, he has no power over when he dies. Once uh, the king goes to war, there's there's no release from war. He can't decide when the war ends. And at the end of the day, evil uh, will not escape its owner. In other words, someone who commits evil, justice will eventually find him. Even this king, who doesn't seem to be subject to justice uh, at the moment that he wields his absolute power. What Kohelet is doing in these Pesukim is subverting uh, the enormous amount of fear and the awe that surrounds a melech basar badam, a human king, 
Even that king, says Kohelet, does not control the most important things. He cannot control the moment of his death. And even that king will eventually be subject to Aret Umishpat. He will not be able to be Yemalet Resha. He will not, his, his own corruption, uh, he will not be able to escape, and he too will eventually be judged. And why is Kohelet so concerned with the true justice of the king? Because Pasuk Tet et Korzera iti, I saw all this, vinaton et libi, and I, uh, I, I gave my heart, I paid attention, lechol ma'ase asher na'asa to all the things that are done under the sun, et asher shalat ha'adam be'adam lera lo. I see the time that a person rules over another person, and what's the result of that ruling? Ra'lo, it is a man doing evil to another person. Power, Kohelet says, undoubtedly corrupts and ends up in evil. Pasuk Yudu, I saw evil people when they are buried, where do they come from? They come from Emakom Kadosh. Their funeral procession starts from a holy place. What they did, the evil deeds that they did, are forgotten in the city. This too is mere breath. It has no substance. Because at the end of the day, as he said in the previous Pesukim, he believes that that person uh, will be judged according to his resha. But at least on this, in this earth, his evil deeds are forgotten. And what Kohelet is doing over here is he's not passing judgment over uh, this injustice. He he almost certainly thinks it's cruel, but he's not passing just he's not passing judgment here. He is simply observing that in the way of the world, people commit evil deeds against other people, and there is seemingly, uh, at least on this in this world, uh, while we see it, there is seemingly no punishment for their evil deeds. And that, Kohelet says in Pasuk Yud Aleph, is why evil uh, is perpetuated. The sentence, the punishment for a wicked deed, is not meted out quickly. And that's why the hearts of men uh, are filled in, uh, are filled with the intent to do evil. Pasuk Yud Bet, Asher Choteh, a, a, a sinner will do a lot of evil. And the subject Kohelet is referring to here is probably God. God is ma'arich apayim. He does not punish quickly. Because I know, Kohelet says, that it will be good for those who fear God and, uh, and conduct themselves with fear before him, pasuk yud gimel vetov lo yiel alasha, and it will not be good for the evil man. Velo yarich hamim katzel, and his days will not be long. They will be katzel like a shadow, ephemeral. Asher enenu yarem ilifneha Elohim, as he is uh, not fearful in front of God. Kohelet in these three pesukim yud aleph through yud gimel explaining that he believes that at the end of the day the. Uh, righteous person will get his reward and the evil person will get his punishment. But the reality, Kohelet says, is that the reward and punishment are not meted out quickly and therefore the evil person who does not see any uh, negative repercussions to his evil does not cease from doing evil and that is why people do bad things because they they don't see any negative repercussions 
to uh, their their evil deeds. Pasuk Yudalet Kohelet concludes his discussion on uh, on uh, Tzadik Veralo. Yesh Hevel Asher Naasa Al Haaretz. There is a Hevel that is done on uh, on this earth. Asher Yesh Sadikim Asher Magia Alehem Kimaase Har Sharim. There are righteous people that get what is appropriate for the deeds of the wicked. Veyesh Resharim Shir Magia Alehem Kimaase Sadikim. And there are the wicked who get what what is appropriate for the deeds of the righteous. Amarti I said that this too is mere breath. And I think when Kohelet refers to these things as breath, as Havel, the characteristic, the property of breath that he wants you to think about, is that breath is impossible to grasp. It's impossible to uh, uh, fit in a particular shape. And here too, Kohelet looks at the injustice of the world and he sees that it's impossible to put parameters around this injustice. It's impossible to get a good grasp of it. Throughout these two perakim, he explored and he reflected upon uh, the injustices of this world, Tzadik Veralo, Rashab Etovlo, from the standpoint of uh, divine injustice and from the standpoint of humans wronging one another, whether it's in the pursuit of uh, lust or it's in the pursuit of power. The people do terrible things to each other, and there is no way, Kohelet says, to explain it. God created men straight, and in their quest uh, for uh, for power or lust or money, they have become crooked. And that results in a situation where the Sadiqim get what, what the Rishayim deserve, and the Rishayim get what the Tzadikim deserve. Even though, Kohelet says, he does believe that at the end of the day, justice will be meted out, that's not here in what's observable on earth. And so, Pasuk Tetvav, Kohelet goes back to the refrain that we've seen him turn to many times so far, and I praised merriment, and not just any type of merriment, which one? There is nothing better for a man, under the sun, to eat and drink and be happy. And this enjoyment will accompany him in his toil, the days of his life, life, the days of his life that God gave him under the sun. Kohelet imploring the listener, uh, as he's done so many times before, to enjoy what he has while he has it. Pasuk Tetzayin, Kohelet returns once again uh, in disappointment to the subject at hand. As I gave my heart to know wisdom, and to observe the matter, the matter he's talking about here is Tzadik Viralo Rasha Vetovlo, Asher Naasa Al Haaretz, that is done under on this uh, on this earth. Any person who tries to contemplate these matters and think deeply about them, day and night, his eyes will not see any sleep. It's such a troubling and inscrutable matter that. Uh, there's no way that someone who thinks about it deeply uh, can even sleep, can even let himself sleep, or will be allowed to sleep. Pasuk Yudzayin, and this is the final pasuk of uh, these two perakim, the unit on Tzadik Veralo and Nashav Etovlo, Veraiti et kol ma'aseha Elohim, and I observed the all what is uh, all the deeds of God, all what God made. Man will not be able to find 
the matter that is done under the sun. He can't explain what's done here on earth. A man will toil in order to try to find the answer. He will not find it. Even the wise man who will uh, ask, who will try to know and understand, he will not be able to find it. This, of course, not the first place that Kohelet cannot find the answer that he's looking for, but he seems particularly disappointed, particularly distraught at not being able to find an answer over here. He repeats himself multiple times uh, in, in, uh, in describing his inability to find a pesher, to find a solution to the, the problem of uh, injustice on this world. And as we've seen previously, he doesn't have any prescription. He doesn't, he doesn't offer uh, a reaction of what to do because he can't find a solution. He simply observes what's around him, uh, explains that there is no solution, and uh, goes back to his refrain to enjoy what a person has in this moment, and that is the only uh, response he has to the questions before him.